Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Previously on Gresh and Fourier. It's like, well, you know, we, the most important thing is that we don't want your leg to get infected and the assistants, and, you know, it's very important that, you know, because if you get infected, like, you're, you may die. I'm like, don't worry about it. So how much longer were you supposed to be in the boot? Well, how much to, longer to, hold on, to be fair. To I want be, you to be fair. I want you to be honest. How okay, to be fair. <laughs> this is Gresh and Fourier. Lorai scores! Mason Lorai! And Swayman makes one last save, and the siren sounds. The Bruins at last have their first regulation win in 10 games. Andy Gresh. It's, it, it's game management. It's making sure you're doing the right thing and you're on the right side of the puck, and we're just not consistently doing that. There should be recognition of a bouncing puck and a little bit more desperation on our side to get on the right side of the puck. Christian Fourier. Give me your best sales pitch why you should be somebody's franchise QB. You don't want a game plan, you know, for me, you want a game plan with me. So that's the biggest thing. Gresh and Fourier, right now. The Maury Springer Show, like, I like to dress up like babies. The who? On WEEI. Oh, it's been a week. It has been that kind of week, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into Gretchen Fourier, 10.05. Getting on a little late because of Craig Breslow hopping on the Greg Hill Show as they had a couple of successful days down in Florida. And, oh boy, we know we got the Bruins who uh, beat Vegas 5-4. to four. We'll really do a deeper dive into that with our guy Andrew Raycroft coming up at 11.25. But, Foyer, mm. a different kind of quarterback discussion. And, look, I think here on March 1st, uh, you and I have very much been sort of pointing out the hypocrisy and the, hey, let's carve Bill up like a smoke sturgeon, everything coming out of Foxborough. It's different. It's new. It's this and that. Da, da, da. But now we actually have the ability today to sort of look forward a little bit based on the report that came out yesterday from uh, Mass Live, where uh, it's going to be a quarterback at number three, which again, uh, I know some poo-pooed, but Mayo told us that literally day one through his giddiness. But they're going to go with a veteran backup quarterback. Or they're going to go with Fourier, I should say, the veteran starter maybe to start the year. So I want to get into this discussion with everyone. It's 617-779-7937. What kind of backup do you want? Well, first, isn't that the template? Isn't that the... No. No, no. Well, hold on. Wait, hold on. So the template, in my opinion, this is what I think the template is okay. for these types of situations. Franchise, looking to start over with a young quarterback, wanting some sort of 
security blanket, mm-hmm. you know, where where they 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 got to have a guy that's willing to mentor, you know, not worried about starting, and is willing to teach when the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach is not in the room. This is the template: draft a young guy, get a veteran backup. And then take a shot on some young, uh, undrafted guy from some smaller school, and you place him in the room. Also, if he hits and he's great, you put him on practice squad, he's still learning, and then if you strike gold, you're really happy. That, to me, is the template. So you don't think that is the universal template for new not coaches, anymore. No. for new teams? Really? What, do you, what, no, is, the, what is the template then? not anymore. Then? Well, uh, I'll, just, I'll just go right to the 2021 draft. Um Trevor Lawrence played right away, and I do believe they got rid of Garner Minshew. I'm trying to remember the whole Garner Minshew run because he's been on so many teams, but they brought in Trevor Lawrence. He played right away. The Jets brought in Zach Wilson. He played right away. There was no real veteran there to kind of hold his hand, and Mm. if there was, I don't remember it. Justin Fields kind of played right away. Mac Jones was put through the paces of beating someone out to earn the job, but Mac played right away, and they got rid of that veteran in Cam Newton once Mac Jones beat him out and won that job. If you just look at the 2021 draft, the only guy who didn't jump in right away was the alleged guy worth three first-round picks in Trey Lance who couldn't even beat out either Mr. Irrelevant or Jimmy Garoppolo. That's just 2021. But so, no. I mean, look at what happened in Carolina last year. Number one pick, played him right away. I think, though, you're way more right than wrong in philosophy. I just don't think a lot of people are doing it because now it's a lot like kind of the narrative outside of the NFL. Well, if this guy walked in and played right away, why can't this guy walk in and play right away? It really depends on your roster. So, no, I kind of push back a little bit. But what I think has happened is we've gone too far the other way of, well, since so-and-so did it young, throw old Pfeffer in there, and then in three years you're trading the guy or you're like, yeah, I'm not paying this dude this kind of money. I think that's the dangerous approach. I do too. Uh, I think what the Patriots did, and, and by the record, all those guys that you named, they, they all they all failed. Zach Wilson desperately needed some advice. The only guy desperately. who who is the only guy who will have survived in their original outpost, let's call it, will be Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, but Trevor Lawrence. I mean, in this draft, it wouldn't even be a question, right? He would be the number one pick with a bullet. I mean, th- th- that was a transcendent talent who is the only guy left surviving. And I'm sure if we just looked at a couple more drafts, we could sort of figure out that there are certain organizations who are just in a rush to get the guy on the field because they're the big draftee, they're the big draft pick, they're supposed to be the star people want to go see. So, And if your new philosophy is to play the younger players quicker, then why bother with an older quarterback? I do think this is the only way to go. The only way to go is, and even with Mac Jones, they still had Cam Newton. He had to beat Cam Newton out, and he did. And they realized that, I think, pretty much in a hurry that he could handle it, and they didn't need Cam Newton Mm -hmm. anymore. You know, Brian Hoyer has made a made a living being a you know as being a backup quarterback, other than the couple times when he started. But that, to me, is the template. It's it's like Captain Obvious walking into the room. We need a veteran quarterback. Because it's very obvious we're going to 
draft a young quarterback who may or may not be ready. Even if you just use Jaden Daniels, who's 6'4", like barely 200 pounds, maybe he's too thin, maybe he isn't, who the hell knows, but the dude, is mature. his maturity is not where you want it to be right now. The backup mm. to Trevor Lawrence in 21 was C.J. Bethard. Okay. Well, let me ask you something. Well, there's your no threat. <laughs> well, be, there's your no threat, but do you want to go that low for your veteran backup? Because I think you and I are almost going to kind of melt philosophies together a little bit because I do wonder, like, do you shoot for a Ryan Tannehill who's actually won a little bit in the league? Or do you go with, as I just mentioned, like a Garner Minshew? You're not winning anything with that guy. You know that. But you also don't want to win too much that you take yourself out of a position to be able to get a really good draft pick in 2025. Because let's be real, the backup that the Patriots pick, they're not here to win. They are not, they're here to hold the fort, show the young guy how to be a pro, and in the words of Christian Fourier, suck just enough. Hey, baby. You want to come take a ride with the Mississippi Mud Flat? Yeah, so that you can get another five-win season. And there will be the narrative, though, because really I think it's two discussions. How do you handle the backup spot? Because I know that, you know, uh, boss man Laird was running around yesterday all horny for Joe Flacco. I wouldn't mind Joe Flacco here as the number three. See, in a situation like this, I think you have to allocate three roster spots to quarterbacks where they're actually around, not, you know, we can ping ping pong somebody from the practice squad. I think you need a backup who clearly is not starter worthy but can show the new guy how to be a pro. And then I would love to have the quarterback version of Christian Fourier in Carolina. That, to me, is what I want out of Joe Flacco. If Joe Flacco is going to come here, I don't want Joe Flacco being the guy who is the guy. I want Joe Flacco being the dude who is old man Fourier, who sits in the rocking chair during practice and kind of helps coach him up a little bit. Hey, hey, kid, you know, here's, here's one that I learned. This might look like cover three, but it's really this. Like, I don't want Flacco being the main backup or the guy who's really going to take any significant snaps, but I pay him a million dollars to be the old man that sits there and tells you how to whittle. So I was looking because I remember this story. um, Hold on for one second. Um, Hold on. I didn't. I didn't. I I was doing that while you were having a full-blown conversation with Nick. Here it is because I remember when the Packers won the Super Bowl with Brett Favre. Okay. The quarterback room was Brett Favre, uh, Jim McMahon. Doug Peterson was in there, wasn't he? Was it? Okay, so that's the one I was missing. I had I had written, you know, Hasselbeck looking, down there, but I was way too young. You're looking no. at 1996 Green Bay Packers roster. Yes, Is that what you're yes, thinking of? That's okay. what I was looking at. I was like, all and I right. couldn't remember for some reason because I remember all these stories, you know, that Andy Reid talked about, Mike Holmgren talked about because we had their whole staff come to new england doug peterson jim mcmahon brett Favre. yeah those were the three and the story all the stories about jim mcmahon is like he just showed up he laid on the floor he never did anything he had already won a super bowl he has already had so much name recognition but he was an older guy good guy guys loved him they mm-hmm. gravitated towards him and in the pinch would he go out there and sacrifice his body absolutely 
So you literally had the star. You had Doug Peterson, who was, you know, listen, he was really probably the backup. They threw Jim McMahon in there just for, just not for anything well, other than he would, he would be, he would be, no, it was, he was yeah. Joe Flacco. People want to look at Joe Flacco and act like he's got something left. He doesn't. He doesn't. No. He doesn't. And he like, throws weight. Now, again, if you put Joe Flacco in, you'd win six games on the whole. So that'd be good. But Joe Flacco is literally, to me, like Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. Hey, I'm 39, 40 years old. I'm not – I can roll in here and I can keep it clean. Listen, I may throw some interceptions because I can't run to save my life and I damn sure don't have enough – arm strength as I used to, but you want those guys. That's why Vinny Testaverde played so long. That's why Joe Flacco will be in somebody's quarterback room. He will absolutely and they'll say, listen, Unless we, he doesn't want to. Right. Yeah, but like, why would not you be- not? It's easy money. You're, no, you're not playing and you're a de facto coach and you're just kind of adding years to your resume. You know what? I, uh, I'm, I think they need three. I'm cool with Flacco as the three. How about this? I don't want him as the two, but we're getting to the point now to where we can, as they say in Seinfeld, name, she name, 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 names. We this? now get to name names of people for the backups. Third round pick. I mean, sorry, third pick in the draft, whoever it is. Bailey Zappi, Joe Flacco. Nope. Third pick. Flacco is the third. Yeah, th- Flacco is the third. Flacco is the third in my scenario. Zappi ain't the backup. No way. Because that means you got to play him. Yeah. Oh, 610. Why not just keep Mac? If you're looking for somebody that is damaged that you know is not going to win and that you're not worried about, then throw him in for a year, bring in Flacco, let Flacco be the guy nurturing Daniels, and go out and lose enough to make sure that you've got a top five pick next year as well. Yeah, I can't wait for Joe Flacco and Jaden Daniels to have a discussion like how because they're so similar. Well, well, I tell you what, your game, even at my peak, man, they what? mimic each other. I, I, I really, <laughs> but I think that is very fair. If it's Drake May, do you want someone different? If it's Caleb Williams, do you want something different? If it's Jaden Daniels, do you want something different in that number three guy? I think that's a part of the discussion. So basically, what mid-level veteran do you want to start next year for New England to help you achieve your objectives? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. All right, let's name some names at 617-779-7937 on the old backup quarterback for the Patriots or... Hold on. Maybe we should start to look at this the proper way, which is the starting quarterback for the Patriots to begin 2024. And then we kind of uh, go from there. 617-779-7937. So let's get this on record. Are you carrying three quarterbacks next year on the roster? Yes or no? Yes. I am too. One of them is the number three pick. Do we agree on that? Absolutely. I think... There is a pretty healthy chance that given some of the connections of uh, Alex Van Pelt, and if you look at some of the guys he has directly coached, uh, some of these people are not available, clearly, and some of them will not be here. Like Deshaun Watson, but P.J. Walker, it's a guy who's been passed around the league. He can start for you, but he ain't winning nothing with him, clearly. Rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson, that was last year's draft, right? Jeff Driscoll, no thank you. (laughs) And then there's Joe Flacco. And then AVP has worked with Baker Mayfield, Andy Dalton, Josh Freeman, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Freeman and Fitz are out of the league. But there are two names in there that are very interesting. One is Joe Flacco, and one is Andy Dalton. So you and I are sharing the brain on the number three pick. I think you and I like Flacco. I like him for the old man sitting in a rocking chair, break glass in case of emergency role. So then it comes down to who are you then landing on to be the quote-unquote veteran starter mentor come in and suck enough for us to lose, please? I don't know if you need... To have that guy, I think that you can get by. First of all, I think they're gonna ha- you're gonna have more quarterbacks through OTAs and through camp than you've had in a long time, and there will be more quarterbacks flooding the market. I think as people start to release players as we get towards free agents. Because if I'm the Patriots, I'm saying, listen, we're drafting a quarterback. There's going to be an open spot in our room for another guy. I don't know what that guy's role is going to be. But there's going to be a spot. You can earn a spot. Like, preseason is going to be intense. It's going to be really important for you. Uh, You can earn a spot on this roster. Um, But I don't think it necessarily has to be. I don't think you need young guy, super old guy, because Joe Flacco's 39 years old. Yeah. And then you don't necessarily need another, you know, 30-year-old. I don't think you need that. I think that's too much. No, but you need somebody who can come in and kind of hold down the fort. Now, again, that's where the discussion turns to – Mac and Zappy. I mean, you already I, – I put this in the Twitch chat, kind of, you know, bickering with some folks. You can pay $2.5 to have Mac do exactly what you might pay way more to have someone come in and do. So I get it that Mac is baked, at least here. He's not going to win anything here. I understand that. But what's the objective for the team next year? Because that's a part of this discussion too, is it not? Well, do you, do mean, you want to be to win? Well, okay. So, do you want to be eight and nine and have the seventeenth pick in the draft, or don't you want to suck? 
Don't you want to stink? You want to suck again? But that's the thing. Is, is no. that not where we're headed? Because you can either play the young guy and not have enough around him and potentially ruin them, or you're just going to pay someone who potentially already is ruined to just come in and hold the fort until the young guy can get ready to go. See, I so don't... do I want to pay Tannehill $10 million to come in and do that? Or I got two and a half million of uh, Jones and Zappy or whatever. See, I don't think I don't think Jones is nowhere near. He's he's not going to be. He doesn't. He, he represents. Will be gone. He will be gone. So he's not even an option. He is. He's an old silo guy. So that's why yeah. they're going to get rid and, of him. And if you listen to Elliot Wolf, he literally isn't anything that he wants. Mm-hmm. Nothing that he wants. So it's not going to be him. And I would say whoever comes in is going to have a massive amount of support. Lots of weapons. Lots of receivers. He's going to have a veteran wide receiver. He's going to have some young wide receivers. He's going to have their young receivers that are already on the roster that are going to be in year two. He's going to have good backs. He's going to have a much better offensive line. There's going to be some consistency with the play calling and how they work things out. He's going to have a ton of support. So if they fail, it's because he's just green and he needs to take his lumps like all the other young quarterbacks in the in the past. Now, if he gets hurt, he'll get subbed out. But you cannot yo-yo this guy. You can't do the whole pulling them in, pulling them out. I would say you once you commit to them, you commit to learning on the fly. And 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 there you go. You're either saying from the jump, we're going to put him in and he's going to learn on the fly, or as you suggested, and sort of the you know the not not what is necessarily happened in a lot of NFL cities over the past couple of years, and that is the we're going to let him wait, and when we put him in will feel comfortable enough that he's not going to get ruined. Because that's really what this is rooted for or rooted in in year one, I think, for whomever is the number three pick. It's not the, oh, this guy can come in and just dazzle and win the job. If that happens, great. But really, the plan has kind of got to be, once we finally do hand it to the guy, to your point, it's not in and out of the lineup. We're not doing the whole Max Zappy thing or anything like that. Once you cross that bridge, that guy is in there for better or worse. Yeah, and he is going to throw picks. He's going to throw into coverage. He's going to forget the the situation. He's going to mismanage the clock. He's going to go boot the wrong way. He's going to go. He's going to make so many mistakes. He's going to miss the blitz. He's going to get sacked. I mean, all these fumble. He all these things are going to happen because there's only so much prep you can do until you're in there in game action. Yeah. I, Eh, this happens to everybody, and guys like C.J. Stroud, I think, are the exception to the rule. More of, you know, Josh Allen, his crazy first year just look all at the, over the place. Just look at the top two picks of uh, this past year. One guy in Carolina, a coach got fired midway through, and another guy in Houston had the rookie of the year, and it looks like, uh, you know, uh, who there, D'Amico Ryans is – Going to be one of the, you know, next well-thought-of coaches in the NFL. Yeah, I bet people look at, I bet young coaches, right, uh, teams that had, like, a Zach Wilson said, wow, you know what, um, Josh Allen was a freaking disaster half mm-hmm. the time. He was all over the place. Similar to you, Zach. So, you know what, we're going to wait it out. Josh worked himself out of it, and look at him. He's an MVP candidate, and the team is always in the playoffs. Well, they it were never patient. worked out. They were also patient with Josh Allen up there as well. Well, no, like, but, but, was... but he started, and you have to be patient. And I remember Brian Dable literally yelling his ass off at Josh Allen because of the stupid things that, that he did, knowing 
when I'm watching Brian Dable saying, don't throw it here, he did. They said they just can't resist sometimes. And is that the just program? The, don't throw the flat. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, he had his report card in his helmet. Uh, we're going to get to you on the phones because which of these sort of quote-unquote mid-level veterans would excite you the most, even though you and I see the number two role a little differently? I think they're going to bring in a mid-level slap that you hope wins seven and you pray just wins five so that you got a better pick for 2025. Mid-level slap. Yeah, so... So disrespectful. Oh, really? Well, again, why... (laughs) The only reason I even mentioned Mac Jones at the $2.5 they're going to pay him this year is because, Fourier, if I were to go by Track's market value for this quarterback, would you rather pay $5 million for Ryan Tannehill? Because here are the names of the people that you're choosing from on the veteran. Okay. So you have Ryan Tannehill. You have Jacoby Brissett. We have Mitchell Trubisky. You have Tyrod Taylor. Marcus Mariota. Sam Darnold. Drew Locke. Baker Mayfield. Looks like Tampa's going to be all over him. Garner Minshew. Teddy Bridgewater. Tyler Huntley. Joe Flacco. Josh Dobbs. No Jameis Winston in there? Uh, no. <laughs> no. You know what? Is he signed for another year? Now that you say that, I, I want to uh, peek and look. But you know what? That, I, that Maybe that is just a matter of... Uh, no, he's on the Saints. They may like, restructure He's on him. the Saints. Yeah. yeah. They're either going to restructure him or they're yeah. going to let him go. Yeah. But that's a perfect example of somebody who would come in here and would be exciting and give you a great quote and would throw enough picks to be able to win six games and have a a top 10 pick next year, if not higher maybe. So how does this whole quarterback structure work? Are you with Fourier in that, nah, you just draft the guy, Flacco's the old man in the rocking chair, and you play Zappy or someone like that? Or are you more with me of the Flacco will mentor the other guy away from whatever this – mid-level slap quarterback is going to do that they'll bring in for a couple million bucks and have him be the starter. Let's go to Paul in Braintree. First up, aggression for you, Paul. Good morning. Gentlemen, how are you? Isn't Kirk Cousins available? Because that's what I'm thinking. Bring in Kirk Cousins and sign Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, um, because I'm you with know, you, Paul, the but they're not going to yeah. spend $45 million guaranteed on a, on a QB. It even seems like Minnesota's kind of blinking at – paying Cousins the kind of money he wants. Because, you know, this league has a habit of taking these kids, drafting them, giving them the ball, and say, take you to the promised land. You know what I mean? And it it doesn't work most of the time. So if you do draft a quarterback in the first round, you've got to bring in a veteran. I was going to say Jimmy G. He's going to miss the first four games, so forget about him. You know, you've got to bring somebody in. But I'm a believer in in getting a veteran and, and, and... I want Marvin Harrison Jr. You need the weapons to throw to. You need him. We don't have them. I, I Paul, so I, I, I wish uh, there was going to be interest here in Kirk Cousins. It's been very clear from day one that Gerard Mayo took over that that is clearly not the case. So, I mean, I've given up on it too. I mean, if you want to, in theory, get good quickly, that's what you do. You pay the freight to go get Cousins. You draft Marvin Harrison number three overall. You re-sign on Wenu. You sign another swing tackle in free agency. You draft one at the top of the second round. And now you've kind of reset your offense. 
But it feels like we're going to do that with all neophytes and young guys. Tim in Hanover, Gresham Fourier. What's up, Tim? Guys, I always love when you break it down like this. This is phenomenal. I want to say, Gresh, I'm with you on this 100%. I, I've been trying to sell it for the longest time. I think we keep Mac and leave him sit there, and, and I think he's going to come back with a clear head, get Harrison, get a, a proven veteran, let him do his thing, and then I'll tell you what, Mac's got no pressure on him to be. He showed he can do it. Let's just see if he has his goods to be a good backup. We're not costing much to keep him. And then if it works out, he can hang on. A lot of these veteran quarterbacks like Mahomes and uh, Tua, they always had a good veteran backup that would fall in in case someone was out for three, four weeks, or even if it count five, six. Even Joe Burrows had a decent one this year that showed what he can do. What do you think? Okay, so let me jump in real quick. Thank you, Tim. There isn't a scenario you can give me that includes Mac Jones being on the roster at all. Not during now, not during OTAs, not during your early sessions. There isn't a scenario where you can say this would be a good idea for the Patriots. Mac Jones is it's over. It's done. He knows it. The Patriots knows it. So don't call up with those scenarios. Why? It's not happening because it, it's the it's thank you. Thank you, Samoa Joe. He is Dunsky officially. Bam, stamped, done. He's done. Well, I see him out there. Who is who is going to champion Mac Jones again? It's not it. The person you're bringing in to play this year, you're not championing for anyway. Who? What? The guy you bring? The new guy? The the guy you no, draft? No, 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 not the guy you draft because that guy clearly isn't playing based on the way they've told us that this is set up. Are we? Am I missing something? That, who's not going to number play? three is sitting when he gets here. I don't know. Oh yeah. Number three know. is they, they said the, they wanted this, the young guys to play with this whole structure. That, that'd be why silly, would though. You, why if, would you? Why would you bring in a veteran to then just? What's the point then? He can get hurt. Shove him. He can. He can be. He can hit the rookie wall. He can go through. A, more importantly, he can get. He can get hurt. That's that's Anybody, the most important thing. Okay. Well, so can the backup. So can the number. To me, the injury factor is really the same across the board. Some of this discussion, again, is rooted in what's your objective for next year? What do you want to do next year? My do you idea want to be an eight-win team? No, no. Listen, you don't – I want to Who suck. goes in? Why would you want to suck? That makes no work. sense. What are you talking about? You, you, will, you will be whoa, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You will all, be okay. Wait. All we've heard is this roster is hideous, right? No, no. At the moment, the offensive yeah. side is hideous. The defense won you games, I, I, kept I, you in games. What are you talking about? All I've heard is four From years of uh, tw text. Twitter, oh, yeah, Twitch, yeah, yeah. everywhere. Bill sucks. People calling. Defense sucks. Everybody uh, sucks. Uh, uh, yeah. Gonzalez is a terrible pick. Yeah. No, I I don't feel that Gonzalez way. Gonzalez and White. They're White. They, they, Bill was terrible. They're terrible picks. Yeah. They're not going to work out. You Those might guys as well trade are them all now. changing their mind. They're all coming all back of, to you, square Oh, you one. mean all the people who are yeah. being just hyperbolous when yeah. it comes to... So, Gonzalez wasn't a terrible pick. And Whoa, White oh, wasn't all. Which way is the mob going? Right. Uh, are we going? We're going this way? Hey! And you know oh, what? Wait, wait, dead end. Go yeah, back this way. Yeah, and you know what, Christian? They can be influenced by that down there, as uh, has uh, been evidenced by some of the early comments. No, but in all seriousness, the person, the person who is likely to be the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots to start the year, 
I don't think it's going to be the number three pick and that they're going to shove the guy in there necessarily, given what has been reported. So, no, we're not going to be championing, boy, it could be a great seven-win season with Marcus Mariota or something like that. That's my whole point. The mid-level slap that is coming in to be the starter, at least to start the year, <laughs> is someone we will be so willing to get rid of, which is why I bring up Mac in the first place. If, if ultimately it's six games before you think, this is what I need to get X young guy ready, number three pick or whatever, whomever's in there is holding the seat. They're just keeping the seat warm. I'm not going to get excited if they go four and two over a six game stretch with Jacoby Brissett. And here's the other thing, too. What if Mac actually plays halfway decent? Then the organization's got it. Then you got Robert Kraft, who's clearly in his feels, going, Oh, I knew Bill ruined him. And then you got a whole other set of discussions there. I get the reason for moving on from Mac. The problem is you might end up paying more to bring in the exact same guy to literally just come in here. Hold the fort and lose. Okay, don't overthink it. It's a yes or no answer. Would you, head coach uh, Andy Gresh, keep Mac Jones on the roster next year? Would you keep him? Based on everything you know, based on everything I've told you, based on everything that he represents and the way he looks and the way he is, would you keep him on the roster? If I'm talking to these free agent quarterbacks and these guys are like, yeah, I want $7.5 to come in and be the backup, then I absolutely consider keeping Mac Consider. on the roster from the standpoint of well because oh. you gotta again you, you and these nu- these stupid numbers okay the, the, hold on. he is not worth that he on. is worth All right, here it's worth hold paying on. extra to get him out of the Just building easier to say no to you you don't want to want to keep them. No, but you don't want to have the discussion. I'm you said consider. Some, yeah, I'm adding because you have to factor in I am factoring that in. Mi- okay so factor, it's a no so Again, you're just making a – you're not adding any context or thought on any of it. So you'd be willing to give Ryan Tannehill, if he's the last guy left and you need someone, you'd give that guy what, $8 million? Yes or no? You'd give you give Ryan Tannehill I wouldn't eight take, million I wouldn't right take, now. No, I wouldn't take Ryan Tannehill. Okay, so I would you take. Would, there's other guys so on the again, list you that would, I would take. So you would pay either a guy who's been less proven, a bigger bum, for a little less money – Versus considering keeping a guy that you know is a bum, that you or that people think is a bum, that you know is not going to win, that costs you very little for you to get to where you want to go as an organization, which is not winning next year. Do you know? They're not, they're not in the mode of winning football games next year. They're in the mode of trying to rebuild the team after the guy who was allegedly like a commie down there ran such a tight ship that you got to get rid of everybody. Do you know the whole thing with the whole like parameters for the Red Sox? Like finally they, they admitted that they're parameters. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I would say that the Patriots have parameters. Mm-hmm. You have to work under under this situation. This dude is not on the field. This dude is not in our locker room. That's what I would say the number one parameter would be. And then now put the move the pieces, fill the chessboard how you want, but I don't want him on the team. I think Mayo feels that way. I feel like the rest of the staff feels that way. I feel like the weight staff feels that way. I feel like Elliot Wolf all but admitted to it. So I'm just giving you a, a cleaner uh, starting but again, position yeah, because it's your parameter easy. is you can't sign them. It's easy to say, yes, no, get rid of this guy. Yeah, okay, how about this one? Who are you going to replace him with? Well, hold on. You mentioned Ryan Tanner. You said $8 million. Okay, well, out of my ballpark. Too much money. 
I'm going to go down the list. I'm going to find a guy that I think is comparable, that is uh, that is in our price range, because there's a lot of them. You got one sitting there right now. That's why I brought it up. You want to pay two and a half million? There's your Mac. I know, but again, on, the on parameters, this- Mr. GM Gresh guy uh, that I just hired. Welcome to the team. So glad we have you. Thanks for moving your family all the way out here. Oh, by the way, should have mentioned this before you signed. Oh yeah, Mac Jones. Before be. there you go, <laughs> Mac Jones. We don't want him in the building anymore. Again, hey, it, have a good. Hey, what's for lunch? Oh sure, chicken salad. Sure, sure. Hey, Mister Owner Guy, I didn't know you were going to run things. You should have just done it then. You didn't know that? Oh yeah, I got my I got my franchise back. So when does Jonathan Kraft make the call on who the backup is? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> 617-779-7937. Here are your other $3 million projected quarterbacks or guys who made three or two and a half mil last year. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Tyler Huntley, Flacco, Josh Dobbs. There you go. But Mac is poisoned to consider it two and a half million, but let's go bring in, uh, let's just go bring in an import because I like the cut of your jib. We'll continue with this discussion next. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Jacoby Brissett, Trubisky, Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, Drew Locke. Those are some of the backups that could be out there. But you know what? It Don't bring up Mac Jones. Don't you can bring, don't him, bring up. him up. No, I'm not, I'm no. not mad at you. As, like, don't take it personally. No, it's not that. It's just that uh, yeah, I, it's it's yes or no, so must be no. Bingo, no discussion. I think it then. is. I can't even – even if – I would hope that they wouldn't make some cheap, lousy decision based on $2 million. I just think Mac Jones – and I liked him. I just think that the the time here, and you just know it, Gresh. When like you, when you see the guy, you're coming through the locker room. He just represents everything that you're not about. You just don't. You made a mistake, and you move on. Again, and, I'm not saying that he is here. How can I say this more clearly? No, I know what you Everyone mean. Everyone thinks he blows, so I'm putting him in to do that. If he's you're sucks, doing him in there to suck, Christian. Do we really think the New England Patriots in 2025 are shooting for a 10-win season? 2024. Okay, 2024. This year, this, this season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, they are, but they're not going to reach it. They're playing to suck this year. It's the development year. This is, in many ways, where Belichick was in 2020 after they did what they did to try to take care of Brady, gave up the second round pick, the money, da da da, all that stuff. Remember when that was the well, we're going to clean everything up. This is a clean everything up year. So if you, you're just lucky enough to have the number three pick to have a guy that you can get horny over. So you're going to keep Mac to guarantee that you have a crappy record. And I don't have to. And the quarterback that I bring in just deals this is nuts. But really, but aren't you? If you bring again. If you bring in Marcus Mariota, how are you doing it? How is that different than what I just laid out? I'm just using a name that someone doesn't sure. like. But if but if we hear they've signed Mariota or Drew Locke or Garner Minshew or Teddy Bridgewater, why would that guy be here? See, the, He's the, here for a year to suck, and then they're going to turn it over to the number three pick anyway. So you think so that the, the number three pick house. isn't playing at all? I think there's a good-ass chance of him playing. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Mac, start it for you. 
He right. started for you. Yep. They 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 managed him. They did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. They protected him. The dude made play, started every single game. So I don't see why Jaden Daniels couldn't do the same thing. Or Drake May couldn't do the same thing. Because I you, would say Bo Nix can do the same thing. Because and I think Bo Nix developmentally is different than these other guys. Bo Nix is closer to a Mac in terms of his readiness for the league, in terms of coming in from college, in my opinion. He's my Kirk Cousins, by the way. But the but the whole, you know, but this this deal, if it's gonna be structured with veteran number three pick. Here's the other issue that's different from the one you just cited, Christian. When Mac Jones walked in the facility, everybody was already here, meaning the coaches, the structure, everything. Now it's got to be a giant growth process. So there's going to be an offensive coordinator who really for just the first time in their life is getting their hands on the wheel of an offense. And we don't want to wait a couple of weeks to let those people kind of settle in and to let whatever they're going to create be created and then sort of work in the new guy versus just everybody trying to doing it, considering I don't care if Alex Van Pelt gets ruined as an offensive coordinator. I care to make sure that this number three pick doesn't get ruined because we didn't handle him with care. If it were Josh McDaniels and a ready-made offense, I would probably agree with you. But these co- – are you kidding me? There's an article out about how young the coaches are. So Alex Van Pelt not only has to get a quarterback ready, he's got to get the coaches ready to do whatever he wants as well. So I can kind of understand maybe saying, hey, maybe we need to take eight weeks and let all of this settle in. Because imagine Mayo finds out, oh, my God. Now I know why AVP's never been a coordinator. Yikes. The resume looked good, but oh my God, don't you have to get under the hood at least a little bit? Or are we just going to shove everybody in the boat and say, go sail? Shove everybody in the boat. Let's go sail. All right. Some people might be down with that. (laughs) 617-779-7937. We'll get right to you on the phones next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.